today, I want to begin where I started off on last week uh, in Bible study. I know I started off talking about uh, lordship, a little bit of it. And before I started talking about lordship, I brought you to two passages. Uh, I brought you to two passages which we were talking about what it means to be a disciple. Jesus said, no one, no one after putting his hands to the plow and looking back <clears throat> is fit for the kingdom of heaven. Right? As a disciple, he says, you got to give up some stuff. He says, you have to hate your mother, your children, or even your wife, and even your own life. He said, if you're going to... Now, remember what I said, that word hate does not mean hate as we see it, but it means a what? A lesser love. All right, what is it? Lesser love. And so what, <clears throat> what uh, Jesus was telling us in, this, in these passages is that nothing else in your life should really be number one than God. All right, now when we start talking about, and if you look at your handout, there's a question there. What is the question in the, in the title? Is Jesus what? Lord. Now, I'm not asking the question as to, as for his uh, validity, but I'm asking you the question. Last week, last month, last quarter, when we went through our studies on God's financial plan for uh, evangelization, global evangelization, I went over quite a bit of uh, information with you, and we asked a bunch of questions. And what were those questions? We asked questions like, uh, we asked questions like, is tithing uh, biblical? Is tithing for today? Uh, questions like that. And so as a result of that, what, what has happened is we, we've gotten the answers to those questions. But what I'm asking today is, is this. Is Jesus Lord? Amen. And, and I, I asked the question because I need to know, and I need you to be able to answer this question, is Jesus Lord of your life? Amen. I'm going to say one more time. Is Jesus Lord of your life? Now, I gave out a, an illustration about a week ago, and I'll, I'll get that illustration back to you. But beginning in basic doctrine, you and I must understand that lordship is one of, it's an important doctrine. Now, I'll explain to you what doctrine is. Do, the word doctrine means teaching. That's, what, that's all it means. It is biblical teachings. All right, so whenever you hear doctrine, and then if you see the word basic in front of it, or biblical doctrine, okay, or basic doctrine, it is the fundamentals that you need in order to become a stronger, what, Christian, all right? So the question is, again, and I'm going to ask you again, is Jesus Lord of your life? Now, if Jesus is Lord of your life, then the question is, what does that look like? All right, so come on, let's, let's talk a little bit. Tell me what you think. Now, now here's the thing now. Uh, there's no wrong answer here. 
Okay, uh, we, we, you don't have to explain that you're not there yet. All right, I just need to know from you. Amen, because I know some of us, we're not there yet. We, we are attracted to Jesus. We like the benefits that come with being in the kingdom. But the question is, is Jesus Lord? Now watch this. I told you last, last, on the last quarter, last semester, that I don't have to teach on giving again this year. <laughs> Amen. And for the next six months, but there's a possibility that I may have to teach on it again in June. Why? Because it, it leaves our hearts for some reason. But if Jesus is Lord, amen, then you will put him not just in your life for when things are good for you, when you're, what you're benefiting from, but you will put him in every area of your life, in your time, in your talent, and in your treasure. Jesus said, whatever you do, do, is, do it as if you're doing it, what? Unto the what? Unto the Lord. All right? Now, now watch this. Watch this. It's amazing because there are a lot of people that struggle with lordship. Amen? Some people think that, okay, all right, let's, let's, let's look at our handout. And I, I'm going to look at this, this passage here in a minute. It says, Christians casually... Sometimes even what? Flippantly. Refer to Jesus as Lord. It's not without what? Precedent. In the New Testament, Jesus Christ is referred to as Lord 740 times. Amen. But what does it really mean to call him Lord? Amen. Let's just stop right there and ask the question now. Is Jesus Lord? And what does it mean for you and I to call him Lord? So somebody tackle that for me real quick. Okay, putting him first place. All right. Okay. How does that look, though, in your, in, in your real life? See, it's like we know it by, it's like we know it by definition, but do we know it by application? <laughs> how, do you, how do you take someone that you don't see and make them Lord of your life? In your, in, in your walk, in your action. Okay. All right. The fundamentals of the faith, right? Or how about following his example, right? Following his example, obeying his word, okay? Worship. And, and, And here's the thing. This doctrine is such a... It seems like every doctrine that's very important, like the Holy Spirit, 
the Bible, lordship, giving. It's always a controversy around it, right? It's always something around it that makes people say, you know what, I ain't doing that. Right? So, so here's what a lot, here's where the uh, online, if you look up lordship, most of the arguments are this, that you get saved. Okay, we know we're saved. So, okay, so let me explain this. You know that you're, how many know you're saved by grace? Nothing you can do to continue to be saved. Once you're saved, you're always saved, right? So therefore, you're under grace. So a lot of people say, well, well, if I'm saved and I'm going to heaven anyways, then shoot, I, why well, I got to go to church? See, why do I have to, see, I can accept the salvation, but not the lordship. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? I can accept the fact that I'm going to heaven, but to accept Jesus as Lord now, uh, that I'm not sure of. You know why? Because I'm still young. Come on, somebody. I, I still have a life. You know, I don't want to be like old folk. I don't want to be sitting up in church like an old person. You understand what I'm saying? Like, man, you know, what, what, do, what do people, it, church, you know. And, and so what happens is a lot of people get the lordship thing a little bit distorted simply because they are not willing to totally surrender their lives. Are you following me? Lordship is about saying, I am coming off the throne. And Jesus is going to sit on the throne of my life. Period. There's no, there's no compromise there. I want to show you something. Go to, um, go to First Peter chapter four for me. I want to show you, a, 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 just, just, this just came up as I was, watch this. Verse 8. It says, above all, keep fervent in your what? <clears throat> in your love for one another. Because love does what? Love covers, you know, love covers a multitude of so sins. You may be mad and upset, but if you have love, Whatever that person has done to you, in a split second, it can be gone. And you're not holding on to a record because, guess what? Love covers a multitude of sin. Look what it says. Be hospitable to who? To one another. Without what? <clears throat> As each one, watch this, has received a what? Huh? And what kind of gift? It's a gift that what? No, it's, what is a gift? It's yours. Listen, first of all, what the, what the writer is saying, God gave you something. What is a gift? You didn't pay for it, right? It's something that you receive. Okay, it's nothing that, it's nothing that you, um, 
Right. You didn't, you didn't owe, no, nobody owed you anything. Uh, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't have to pay for it, right? But guess what? It, it's something that you didn't do nothing for. Correct? Now watch this. This gift that God has given us, he says, he says to each one of us have been given what? A, notice what type of gift. <laughs> now he's talking about the spiritual gift. Now watch where I'm going with this, okay? He says, now that you've received that gift, what I want you to do now is to do what? To do what with it? You you know what that word employ means? No. (laughs) Amen. Use it to serve. That's what employ, employ means. Employ means to be a minister. To administer. Dekoneo in the Greek. And the word simply means, not only do I use it, it actually, it carries the idea of serving like a deacon. Ain't that something? See, deacons must understand, your job is to serve. But he says, the gift that you received, use it to serve. Now watch this. A lot of people have spiritual gifts, but guess what? They're not serving anybody. Not only are they not serving, but some people are not even using their gifts. Right? Because here's here's what I found out. If Jesus is Lord, and how many of you were in th- how many of you are supposed to be in 301 class now? 301? Okay, so this is perfect. This is perfect. This is all gonna fit in. Alright? Here's the thing. If you as a believer understand that number one, when you accepted Jesus, you forfeited your old life. And, and now you have get, been given a new life. And along with that life, God has given you, God has a plan set up for your life. So, but God knew that you couldn't accomplish the task that I need you to accomplish without the spiritual gift. All right, I'm up here teaching today. You know, I'm teaching today because God has given me the gift. Now, when I got saved, you would have told me I was teaching. I would have laughed at you. I'd be like, yeah, okay, right, okay, uh uh-huh. But I never knew that I had that gift. But he says, when you get, if you, he says, because you receive a what? A gift, something you don't deserve. Something that was freely given to you. Watch this. He says, employ it in doing what? In serving what? One another. So so with my spiritual gift, first of all, I got to understand I have a spiritual gift. Right? Now, Now, I'm tying into lordship here in a second. Watch this. I have something. We all have something in this room. That God has given us to do what? To serve. serve. So in all actuality, what did God call us to? Service. Right? So think about this. Think about the thousands of Christians who have gotten saved, 
they got a gift, but they come to church when they feel like it. They serve. They, they, they don't even serve. They, they, they don't even serve. They love God. They love everything about God. But I'm not called to that. That's not my gift. You don't even know what your gift is. But he says everyone. You see, you see what it says in verse 10? Everyone has received. Listen, you had your hand out. You got your hand out when your check comes every week. Oh, you know, direct deposit, whatever. Right? You're receiving something for something that you're doing. But in this case, you haven't done anything. And God says, let me say this. When you make Jesus Lord of your life, you're going to use every gift that he has given to you. Because now you're no longer about your will. It's not going to be about your will, about how you feel. Yeah, when you make Jesus Lord of your life, what, what you're doing then is you're t- you're ta- you, you will take the gift and you will begin to employ the gift, amen, for his glory. But when Jesus isn't Lord, you will serve for selfish reasons. Amen. Look what he says. He says, look what he says. He says, employ it serving who? Right. As what? As good stewards of the manifold grace of what? God. What is he saying? He's saying that not only you got, you have a spiritual gift, but you must be a good what? Steward. Over that gift. Do I have anybody? Now I cannot be a good steward over that gift. If Jesus isn't Lord. So I figured it out. I'm like man why. I have so many people. Who are gifted. But they just won't do anything. They, and, and, then, and then there's some who. They're doing it. But they're like. Well, well I'm going to do it. You know, he, he asked, being that he asked me to do it, you know, I don't, I don't know. The first thing you said, I don't know if I can do it. First of all, let me just say this. If your pastor asks you to do something, you have to remember it's the Holy Spirit that's actually pulling you out to say, hey, listen, here's a gift I've given you. You don't know you have the gift, but it's up to your leader to cultivate the gift and then show you how to employ the gift. Are y'all walking with me? But here's what I found out. If Jesus is Lord, then you won't have an issue using the gift. You, matter of fact, you will be enthused to say, where, where do you want me? What do I need to do? Because I've been given this gift by God. Right? Look what he says. He says, look what he says. He says, but but being a good steward over it. Look what he says in verse 11. Whosoever speaks, and this is what I, this is really what I was trying to get to. Whosoever speaks, this is you have the speaking gift, right? Is to do so, and he's given an example now. Is to, whosoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the what? The utterances of who? God. And then he says, whosoever what? Serves is to do so as one who is serving what? See? See see where I'm going with this? 
Here's what I'm saying. When Jesus is Lord, while you're in ministry, while you're serving, he's going to supply everything you need to do the job. But I've often seen leaders get tired, get complacent. Listen, hey, you know what? We're going to have sickness. We're going to have pain in our bodies. We're going to, because we're in this body. But here's the thing. I found out that if you show up and if you, if you allow Jesus to be Lord of your life, he will empower you. I've watched pastors who had cancer for years, going through chemo, doing this, doing that, and still get up on Sunday morning and preach Because God supplied the strength that they needed to preach. I've watched leaders, I've watched other people throughout my Christian journey press through diabetes and and, 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 and all kinds of other diseases in their body because they realize, guess what? I'm not the one doing it. It's God working through me. God's strength. The strength that who? Which God supplies. So that tells me, there's a doctrine right there. That God supplies you and I the strength that we need in the context of what? In the context of us serving him. Now, I ask the question, is Jesus Lord of your life? Now, I know you may say, well, yeah, he's Lord. But I'm asking you again, if you were to really evaluate yourself, your life now. Now, we're not going to get it a hundred, but is it that hard to make him Lord? And when he's Lord, the word says here in your handout, the word Lord means what? Ruler. See that? Sovereign. What does the word sovereign mean? He's over everything, but he controls everything. (laughs) Sovereign. In other words, God can orchestrate things. He, he's sovereignly ruling over every aspect of everything, including your life. Now, here's the thing. You and I have to get to a place where we are totally, amen, committed to his lordship. See, because oftentimes what we do is we we, we, we want him to be Lord over the ministry. We want him to be Lord while we're sitting in church. But he can't be Lord over my car. He's not Lord at the job. He's not Lord at home. He's not Lord at the workplace. They wonder, they're asking questions like, are you really saved? They want to know. And when Jesus is Lord of your life, it means that he has 
full sovereignty. He has full control. Watch this. It means what? Owner. Master. Are you following me? And what? Soul of what? Authority. Look at the rest of this passage here. He says, so that in all things, God may be what? Through who? Here's the question I have for you. Look at that passage. Look what it says. It says, whosoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterance of God. Whosoever, whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies. So that in what things? That in what? God may be what? Through who? How is that possible? Jesus isn't here. So that means that he works through you. Because you're the one that had the gift. And if Jesus is Lord of your life, you will realize that I'm doing everything I'm doing. I'm doing it through the gift, the strength. Come on, somebody. And through Jesus who supplies me with what I need. And guess, watch this. So that whatever I do in the kingdom of God, I am not doing it for my namesake. I'm doing it for his glory. And when you and I begin to serve God by, with this one thing in mind, with this one thing in mind, I am here to give God glory. I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm serving as an usher this morning. I came not to tell people what to do. I came so that God will get, God, are you, are you glorified with what I'm doing? This is why I say to the media department all the time, whatever you present, your presentation, watch this, your presentation is a, is a great demonstration of who's getting glory. Are you, you, with, you with me on that? Your presentation is a great demonstration of who's getting the glory. So the question is, who's getting the glory this morning from what we do? We came into God's house this morning. I wish I had somebody. We, we came here this morning for one reason and one reason only. God, would you please supply some strength this morning? God, would you please, please, Lord, let it be done by your utterance, Lord. Let it not be my words that I speak this morning. I pray that, that when I get to the 10 o'clock hour and I'm preaching, folk don't fall asleep because they understand that even the preaching is... Is watch this. You taking notes. You paying attention. It's about giving glory to God. Yes, you know when I when I I learned lordship. I learned lordship early in my Christian journey. And and when I when I got saved, my pastor had this illustration. I'm gonna get that illustration here next week to show y'all Tuesday. 
He, he said, this is your life. This is your life with self on the throne. And what it did, it showed on there. It showed chaos. He was teaching me something. He was teaching me lordship. And then he said, this is your life with Jesus on the throne. And everything was in balance. Now I'm going somewhere with this. Because the moment that you accept Jesus Christ, part of your prayer, through Romans 10, is that I accept you as Lord and Savior of my life. Now watch this. We, set, we profess it, but we seldom live it. Amen. It's not lived out. See, you and I could have been further along had we made Jesus Lord. You and I could have been further in the journey we, if we understand that everything I'm doing here is not for me, it's not for my fame, it's not for my fortune, it's for the glory of God. The writer says, so that God will be what? Glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belongs what? The glory and dominion, that's sovereignty. For what? Forever. Amen. You know what Peter was saying? Peter said, listen, y'all. Y'all got a gift, first of all, that you didn't work for. You can sit on it all you want. You could, you could, you could, you could be that leader. You could be that, that ministry uh, uh, worker. You could be in the kingdom of God. You can have all of this in you and still be, be, be watch this, be unhappy. You know why we have so many unhappy believers? Huh? I believe that the reason a person is not happy is because self is back on the throne and not Jesus. Because here's the thing. You can't serve him if he's not Lord. You can't, it's, it's impossible to serve him. <laughs> it's impossible to serve him. Alright, so, so watch this, watch this, watch what he says. Go go to your handout, go go to Psalm 16 for me. <laughs> Amen. Psalm 16. And verse 1. <clears throat> now, whenever you see Lord in the Old Testament, it is, uh, the word is Yahweh. And, and it's the proper name of God, the God of Israel. <clears throat> the word Lord, <clears throat> the word Lord in the Old Testament is used 6,399 times. Look what the writer says. Preserve me, O God. 
For I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, verse 2, watch this. This is, the, this is, this is, this is heavy, man. It's, I said to the Lord, you are, didn't you say that? I, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, th- this Christian journey does not, it, you, if you didn't have the struggles that you have right now, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Because your past struggles is what got you to where you are right now. And some of us, we want a Hollywood life. A television portrayed Christianity. But this this journey comes with struggles. Notice what he says in verse 1. He's talking about deliverance. Verse 1. What does he say? Go to verse 1. Preserve me, O God, for I what? You know what the psalmist was going through right now? He was facing death. (laughs) Am I right? That what it said at the heading of your of your Bible. Now David, who became king, he was anointed king, but not yet appointed king. I, I wish I had you. He was anointed; the job was his, but it took him. He had to go through all kinds of stuff. Saul wanted to kill him. <clears throat> then when he became king, Absalom, his son, threw a coup on him and tried to kill him. You understand what I'm saying? And so, and so but we want, but, but the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. Why? Because of verse 2, when he says, I said to the Lord, you are my God, you are my Lord. I have no good. Besides you. I have no what? You know what? You know what? You know what? David was saying. David was saying saints. Take everything from me doesn't matter see and the reason Jesus cannot be Lord of our lives is because we are attached to too many other lords I need this job so whatever they tell me to do to compromise my my Christian journey guess what I'm, I'm there I'm cool David said, take everything from me. It don't matter. He says, I know one thing. I know who I can run to. Who can I run to? Who can I run to, y'all? 
He says, I, I, when I evaluate everything in my life, now watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. Here's the thing. Oh, my time is up. But here's the thing. When I evaluate everything in my life and I put it against what I have, watch this. I've received, let me tie it together. I've received a special gift. So employ it as good stewards. May I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? The gift that God has given you, is it better than all those material things that you have? I know you say yes, but why can't he have lordship over your money? Why can't he have lordship over your time? Why can't he have lordship over your car? Why can't he have lordship at the job? If he's the best thing in your life, if, if there's no other good thing in your life, why won't you release some of it? Because possibly it's better than him. But when Jesus is Lord, when he's Lord, you can say as the psalmist says, I have no good thing. I have no good. I have no what? Underline it. Highlight it in your, in your paper. I have no good besides you. Master something? Is Jesus Lord of your life today? I believe just as hard as it was to teach on giving, I believe that this teaching is a hard teaching also. Why? Because we're struggling to make him Lord. He wants first place. He doesn't want, he doesn't want this. Even in giving, he says the first fruits. But in living, he says, if you're going to live for me, you got to put me first. Amen. I'll pick up on Tuesday night. Give God a hand clap of praise.